Let's wholesale real estate. We're gonna wholesale real estate. If you wanna wholesale real estate, then you are in the right place. You don't need no money, you don't need no credit. It's so simple that anyone can get it. Luke's gonna teach you just how to get started. All you have to do is learn and apply it. You are in the right place. You're gonna wholesale real estate. You're gonna wholesale real estate. So let's get started. What's going on, guys? Luke Mendez, and welcome back to another episode of School of Wholesale. Listen, today I got a special guest with me here. We're going to be talking about uh, investing. Everything that we talk about on this channel is all about real estate investing. But I wanted to bring a Sean on today because he's also an investor, except he also specializes in a particular area of investing, which I believe everyone should at least be exposed to. Uh, I actually believe that when you make your money in one area, it's, it's good to have a, a diversible way for you to be able to make money grow in more than one way, right? And so diversify your money. That's what I'm that's what I'm getting at here. And so CEO Ashan, that's his handle on Instagram. <laughs> Get with him. You can reach out to him. But I want to bring him on here today because I want him to share his story with all of you. You can hear what he's got to what he's got to share with you. And most importantly, dive into the time of investing that he does. Now, Ashan, uh, you're here with me, brother. Welcome to the show. It is a pleasure to have you, man. I'm grateful to have you on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing blessed, man. I can't complain, man. I'm I'm just, I'm really happy to be here. <laughs> awesome, brother. Awesome. Glad to have you here. So, Ashan, uh, um, you're an investor. Now, yes. what kind of investing do you specialize in specifically, brother? Yeah. So for me, it's not particularly, you know, like beginning, it wasn't, you know, my sole focus, my sole focus in the beginning was making money, but you know, I invest in stocks. Obviously I just park my money there. It's not really that complicated. Um, you know, for me, in terms of my investing criteria, you know, I just mainly focus on, you know, defense stocks, blue chip companies, um, the healthcare sector, biotech, and I just like just emerging industries and that industries that are just going to be lasting for a very long time. And I'm also, uh, also in business acquisition as well. So I also invest in businesses as well. So I, you know, I like to diversify my money, um, in that aspect as well. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. And you're 20 years old, right? Yeah. 20. Yes. 20, years 20 and a half. Say it again. I said 20 and a half. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 20 and a half. You're almost old enough to almost old enough to drink, man. Almost, almost. <laughs> Yo, you are you you are absolutely an inspiration, brother. Um, you know, I, I remember when we got connected, I was taking a look at everything you were doing. I'm like, wow, this guy's young and he's already like investing and he's killing it in stocks and he's and, and he's just building his empire right now, brother. So share, share with share with us, how did you get into all this, man? I mean, how did this happen for you to be at 20 and a half years old and you're just crushing it as an investor? How did that happen? Yeah, so that started when I was, again, in high school, because, again, I'm, I am 20, so, like, not too long ago, I was in high school um, back in the old days, you know what I'm saying? So when I was about 17, um, I was... I was going through the pandemic, you know, it was 2020 around that time and the pandemic had hit in March and I was in school and then it transitioned to us just being at home. So, you know, at home I was chilling, I was just playing video games and just having fun. I was enjoying, you know, being by myself because um, I didn't have to go to school. I didn't have to do anything. But eventually it got to a point where going into my senior year, I didn't have we didn't go into school. I couldn't go to prom, like all that stuff was pretty much canceled out for me. So that was kind of a bummer. But I also got to a point where I had, you know, I had a friend, you know, a very close friend to me. And 
basically I had a situation um, with that person, you know, we were really cool and it got to a point where I think that person betrayed me basically. And she, let's just say she put me in a situation where I almost got myself killed because, you know, it was, it was a whole situation um, where she was basically lying on my name and stuff like that. And it just got misconstrued and it literally put me in a very bad situation. And I was able to, you know, talk my way out of the situation, clear myself out of it. Um, it was a relational, it was a relationship thing. You know, it was where it was one of those things where I'm gonna be honest with you guys. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I was 17, I was 18, you know what I'm saying? I was out in these streets a little bit. So I had friends and stuff like that and I'll mess around. But in particular, I didn't want to mess around with this friend that I have because, you know, she's my friend, you know what I'm saying? I already knew, like, she would literally be the person that called me and be like, my boyfriend, da, 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 da. Like, so that, that was the type of relationship we had. And it got to a point where, you know, she had essentially cheated on her boyfriend with me, but she lied to me that they were, that weren't together. So it got me caught up in this whole situation that I didn't want to be in. It was very messy. Um, I had to talk myself out of it with the situation, talk to the guy. He wasn't mad at me anymore. We actually got, you know, we were pretty cool after that situation. And then that friend that I had literally just switched and it was so detrimental to me because we were friends for three years. Like I've never had, that was the first, um, like long term when I got to high school at that point, like a really good friendship that lasted that pretty long time. And it was just interesting to see how somebody could switch like that. And it kind of put me in a very low place, you know, so I kind of isolated myself. I had cut off most of the friends that I pretty much had at that time. It was about 10 to 20 friends that I had. I just cut them off, stopped talking to them. And I literally just isolated myself and I actually started behaving too. Cause you know, I was mischief mischievous in school and stuff like that. I would misbehave. I wouldn't do chores and stuff. I actually started doing my chores. I actually started behaving myself. And even my parents were like, are you okay? Like you're actually behaving yourself now. Like this is actually weird. It's not of your character. Um, and I just started doing everything I was supposed to do because it was just like, I just, I stopped caring almost. And I wanted to, I channeled all this energy that I had. It was almost like a, it was like a, it was a mixture of sadness, but also hatred almost that I had. I'm gonna be real. So I harnessed all of that. And I said, I want to change who I am. Right. I want to become something better because I because I, I have to I'm in senior year. So I have to focus on what's next. And they were pushing college down my throat. Like, you should go to college. You should go to college. That was the thought process that I had. But then I was like, I want to be an entrepreneur. Right. Because I'm seeing all these other people that are making a lot of money. And I'm like, I want to make a lot of money because that would be cool. Yeah. And making a lot of money. And this is and this is uh, to all the people that want to be successful, but you don't have a really motive. You don't have a good motivation. Sometimes you can take anger and you can or how you feel and turn that into financial freedom for yourself. So take how you feel and turn that into financial freedom. So I literally channel all the energy that I had into finding a lane like for entrepreneurship. And it's, it's funny because, you know, no, you're in the real estate space too. And I actually the first place that I started in entrepreneurship was actually real estate uh, when I was 17. I got into wholesaling real estate and I actually literally got so, I literally got to the end. I had already closed. I was calling, I was, you know, I, you know, I had bachelors.com. I had gotten all the leads and stuff like that. I was calling people, you know, cold calling. I got, um, what's it called? I got one seller that I had closed 30 day contract to actually, you know, find a buyer. I had already got the seller under contract, all that stuff. And then I went to the, I went to try to find a buyer on Facebook and, you know, I was 17 at the time, squeaky voice, you know what I'm saying? You could tell I'm young. You could tell I'm not, you know what I'm saying? And I don't know how, I still don't even know how he did it to this day, but when he found out I was young, right. Cause he could just kind of tell he, when it came down to, cause it was like the last few days that I had to do the contract and stuff, but he was the last buyer that I could find to actually acquire it and close on the deal. 
I was supposed to make about 6K, I think, on that wholesale deal. And he he essentially changed the pricing on it in terms of what he wanted to buy it for. So it cuts me out of the deal entirely. So I literally wasn't going to make anything on that deal, like literally zero down to the penny zero on that thing. And I was like, dang. Uh, it sucked. And I couldn't really do anything because I wasn't, it was, I'm 17. So I'm just like, dang, well, I'm going to have to go through this again because I'm still young. I still sound this way. So it's like, you know what? Let me try something else. And then I moved on to e commerce. And then I tried drop shipping and I tried, I just tried e commerce. I tried that. It didn't work because I was terrible at marketing. Apparently, you need to be a really good marketer for e commerce and drop shipping. Wasn't good at that. So I was like, what can I do that's no age restriction? <laughs> And there's no marketing or excess skill or, or requiring other people. What can I do that involves me? And then I went into options trading. And once I got into options trading, I just, I literally learned it. And that's, that's why I say I was in this very tunnel vision point of my life. It literally took me like four days, four days to learn how to trade. And then I made 2000 in two weeks after I learned how to trade in four days. And then after that, it went to five and then eventually I had to make, you know, cut like at least five figures before I got moved down to Atlanta, which is where I'm at now. And yeah. I just, you know, it was just up ever since. Wow. Wow, man. That is an amazing story, by the way, brother. That is an amazing story. I, I, I want to unpack something that you mentioned a little earlier when you were sharing about the relationship that you were in, right? Yeah. Uh, you mentioned how, how, where, you know, your, your mental state after that experience Right. Um, it was something that was that, that was very, you know, you felt hurt. Right. You were you were you were even a moment in a state of disempowerment. And yeah. what I like about what you did. How old were you, by the way? Were you 17 when that happened? Seven, yeah, 17. At 17 years old. Bro, you know, my hat, I take my hat off to you because at 17 years old, how you process something that happened to you and you leveraged it. So it became something that happened for you. That is a secret sauce to success. Oh, like, sure. that, is, that is a type of mindset where nothing can get in your way because when things happen that are un, that are unfavorable, you understand and you know how to channel that energy to make it favorable. And so, I, yeah. so that, there's a saying that, that that goes turning turning uh, lemons into lemonade, right? And so that's essentially what you did. And you're at 17 years old, bro. Like that is that's amazing that you have that that you have that thought process, right? And so you took that pain. And you turned it into a win by saying, you know what? I wanna, I wanna improve me now. Now I'm focused on me. Now I'm gonna improve me. I'm gonna get myself up, right? And and I love that so much because so many people, so many people actually need to hear that, brother. So many people, you know, we all face challenges in our life. Yeah. What determines how things are gonna end up for us is how we're is how we respond to the challenges. Right. And so I just wanted to unpack that. I mean, that's 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 very, very powerful. And so um you tried wholesaling real estate. I thought that was really awesome. Uh, you know, uh, you, you, are you are you do you have any do you have any aspirations to get back into real estate now that you you have found your lane? Um, I do plan on getting back into real estate for well, for primarily for tax purposes. I mean, once I get to um that's what I have this acquisition for right now, in terms of not only tax purposes of in terms of buying something and offsetting the, you know, money that I spent to acquire something and stuff like that, but also cash flowing as well from the business. Um, also want to get into real estate as well, because, you know, you always got to have real estate under your belt. Like, you know, businesses come and go, literally businesses come and then they go, but real estate, if you get a really good property, like that literally lasts like 
literally lifetimes and generations, like literally. So I want to get into that for tax purposes and stuff like that. Offsetting taxes, you know, do the 1031 exchange, work my way up that way. And then just, you know what I'm saying? That's how I want to get into real estate. Um, cause I don't really have an aspiration necessarily cause I'm, I'm 20. It's like, I don't really need to necessarily buy a house for myself. I don't need to do any of that stuff for real, but in terms of investing and parking my money in places where it can grow and also hold equity and also increase in valuation without me necessarily having to do anything, obviously I want to, you know, do that. So that's definitely a part of it. You know, there's always the trifecta, there's real estate business and then the stock market. Like those are the three trifectas. So I'm just trying to literally have my feet in all of those. So I'm just doing stocks right now, transitioning into business right now for myself. And then also business acquisition. And then next is going to be for real estate for me. Acquiring awesome. land, acquiring real estate. Yeah. That is awesome. So, so let's go ahead and unpack um, stock options, right? So yeah. for people who have never heard of options, because you know I'm familiar with options. Options is like, um, it's a ninja tactic, man. I mean, it's something that most people really don't know. And if, they, if they've heard of it, they don't understand it enough to jump into yeah. to, to play, right? And honestly, I, I just want to say right now, if you don't know what you're doing, I recommend that you do not play options. You can lose a lot of money very quickly playing options. And you can also make a lot of money very, very quickly playing options. But, but I would love for you to just break down exactly what is stock options and why and, and why is it um, why is it a good vehicle for someone who may be interested in investing in the stock market? Why why did you go with options versus traditional stock market investing? That's, could you break that down a little bit? Yeah, of course. So if you're obviously buying stocks and stuff like that, right? So let's just say there's a company that we're all familiar with, Apple. We all have iPhones. Apple's company, let's just say Apple's company is $150, right? If I buy one share, right? So one portion of Apple's company, which is a share, right? It costs $150. If I buy it for $150 and it goes up to $151 and I sell it at $151, I make a dollar profit, right? So that's trading. That's what essentially trading stocks is. I'm just buying it and then selling. That's all trading is a trading. The definition of trading is just exchange of value, buying and selling something or selling something and then buying it back later. Right. That's all trading is. If you ever go to, if you have sneakers, right, you can buy them for a hundred dollars and sell them for 200. You just, you're trading sneakers, you're reselling them. Right. So that's essentially what trading. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's an example. Most people understand. <laughs> Um, but I say that, so that's the, that's stocks is a little bit easier to calculate. Cause it's like, you know, you buy it for one, 150, sell it for 161, like 151, right? That's an easy, I make a dollar cut and clear options. is more so a, it's basically the same exact thing. The only difference is there are other factors that play into it. So for example, if I get an options contract, right? So an options contract itself has 100 shares of a company. So if Apple stock is $150, an options contract, if the price is at $150, right, I get 100 shares. So I can borrow 100 shares of Apple's company. So that's $15,000 worth of their stock in one options contract that I might spend only $100, $200, $300 on, right? So it exponentially gives you more leverage and it gives you more control in terms of um, how much you can actually like basically use. So look at it like this. So if your your audience most likely is real estate, right? So they they're very in depth and familiar with this, right? So let's just say for example with a FHA loan, right? You can take out an FHA loan and by only have to put down maybe three point five percent, four percent, five percent, right? But you can control a five four hundred thousand five hundred thousand dollar property, but you're only putting down what. 
five figures to control six figures. That's what options essentially is. You're putting less up to control more, right? In the attempt to either bet on the market going up or bet on the market going down and therefore increasing the amount of money you make. That's always the objective. Right. So it just all options is is just increasing your leverage, but it's still betting on whether or not the market's going to go up or down. Right. So if I bet, um, I'm trying to give another example because I love getting given analogies that people can connect to. Right. So let's just say there's, you know, the Golden State Warriors versus the Lakers. Right. Basketball teams. If I bet that Golden State Warriors is going to win. Right then if they win, I'm right. And I'm correct. Therefore I get paid from that. So, right. That's sports betting. Right. But if I bet that the Warriors win and they lose, then I lose on that. It's, that's basically what it is. I'm betting on one thing happening over another, right? With options, it's the same thing. If I'm betting on the stock going up, right? I'll buy call options, right? It's called a call option. I'm betting on the market going up. And if it goes up, I make money. If it goes down, I lose money. But the goal is to, because literally it's 50 50. The probabilities are 50 50 when you do it. And most people just, they, they just get it super confused because it's like, oh, well, I can make a whole bunch of money with it, but I can also lose a lot. Yeah, that's just a part of the game. It's increasing risk, but also increasing the reward. For me, when I first started, it was because I was 17 at the time. Like this whole finance, financial market, economic stuff, I didn't really understand it. All I did know was, understanding the company, understanding what a good company looks like. Why would a company go up in value or why would a company go down in value? I picked a company, uh, it was called Neo that I had traded at first. When I picked the company, it was at the options contract that I bought was $580, right? I said within a month, it's probably going to increase in value, most likely, right? So basically what that looks like is, so let's just say the company is really good. Let's just say the company's at $45, right? And I think that it's going to be really good. Like it's going to make a lot of money. It's going to increase in value and it's going to be better, right? Based on, let's say it had a great amount of sales this month. Let's say it had great revenue this month, right? I can check those things and say, bet, I think the market's going to go up. Or I think the price of this is going to go from $45 to $49, right? I make that bet. I place the options call. Bet. Now I just let it sit and then wait and see what the market does. As more good news comes out about the company, the company's valuation went up and therefore the share prices went up. So it went from $45 to $49 and then from $49 to $54, then $55, then $56, then $57. And I think I sold it at $66. So I've turned $580 into $2,041, right? Exponential. I forex my money in about two weeks because I was correct on the direction. That's all it is. Wow. Trading options wow. literally just betting on direction. That's it. So, 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 so let's, let's, uh, let's definitely, let's definitely dive a little deeper to this. Right. Yeah. And so, um, if somebody wanted to get started with options and, you know, of course, you know, they, they're going to do the first thing, they're going to get educated, right. They're going to yeah. go learn about options. But if somebody wanted to get started and they wanted to know, well, how much money do I really need to be able to set a floor for myself and then grow, right? So you you did that first option trade uh, for $580. Was that yeah. the money that you spent on it, right? And you got back $2,000, right? That is that is a dramatic, like ROI is like off the charts, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then you did it. The money just sat there in the account for a little while, and then you were able to sell it off later. And so yeah. share, share with us, what type of realistic um, amount of money should somebody approach options with? 
Yeah, realistically, um, I recommend people always to have at least, you know, 500 to a thousand dollars, um, because a thousand dollars and it depends on what type of, what type of trades you're taking. So for me, I took one trade, right? So I wasn't day trading or anything. I was literally, I took one trade. It was a swing. It's called a swing trade, right? You're holding it more than a day, meaning you're holding the contract longer than a day. That's a swing trade. So I purchased a options contract that was a month out. Right. And Neo stock also is very, it was very cheap at the time. Right. So it was about $5 and 80 cents a share. Remember I said there's a hundred shares. So $5 and 80 cents times a hundred is $580. That's what I paid for the options contract. Right. So that's a, that's pretty for, for a month out. That's actually pretty cheap. Right. For a month out. Right. There's always options. There's literally options contracts you can buy. If you're day trading, that might only cost, $70 to buy or $80 to buy, right? It just depends on what you're trading, right? So if you're starting out and you're trying to swing trade, you might only need, maybe depending on what you're trading, $500 to $1,000. If you're day trading, I always recommend you have at least a thousand only because you're taking multiple, multiple trades, right? So if, for example, going back to real estate, if you have Let's just say you have um, $100,000 to, let's say you have $100,000 and you're trying to buy as many properties as you can, right? If you have $100,000 and let's say you have to put a down payment of $20,000 on five different properties, right? Now your money is spread across what? Five different properties. So you only have five. If you have, let's just say, let's say you have $150,000, right? Uh, 50000 more. Now you can buy two more properties than you would have if you only had a hundred thousand. So the more that you have, the more houses you can buy with trading, the more money that you have, the more options contract you can buy. Right. So that's, that's why I say always having more because the less money you have, the less chances you have to make a mistake. Cause if I buy one contract and I lose and then I lose money, that's start, that's taking away at my principal, the, yeah. the amount that the principal as in the amount that I set in there at first. So if I set a thousand dollars in there first and now it goes down to $900, now I only have $900 to play with. So it's like the more that you have, the better, but I always recommend always having at least a thousand at least. That's solid. That's solid, brother. Solid, solid. And so, um, how did, how did, how did you learn this, man? I mean, are you, are you self-taught? Did you end up getting a mentor somewhere down the road or did you just really like just Research, like, 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 how did this come to be where you were able to do that, 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 uh, that option trade, man, and just, you know, make that money? How, how did that happen? Yeah. So I started, it was, it was literally December 25th that I started learning this stuff. Um, I told my parents to give me a course on like trading or something, just give me a, a course on it because I needed to learn it. And they got me, they gave me enough money to get Wall Street Trappers course. And it didn't even teach me options. It taught me about stock market investing. That's why I actually did a swing trade because it's, it's more oriented for that, right? But I had to learn options on my own. So I learned about the stock market. I learned about investing. I learned about understanding a company from the course, but I learned how to trade options just from YouTube. I literally just went on YouTube every single, and that's why it's, it'd be killing me because people be coming to me all the time. Like, well, how do I set up this? How do I set up my account? I don't want to make this mistake. And I'm like, I figured it out in like a day. Like it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't that hard. Like I literally just went on YouTube, just researched and literally just typed in what I needed to know. And I just answered the question. And, and even for me at 17, I can't open up my own account because I wasn't old enough to do it. Cause I have to be 18. I wasn't, I was turning 18 in January 10th. It was December 25th. So I wasn't 18 yet. I had my dad open up an account and I just put my money into the account and then did it like that. And then I still placed the trade and I still made the money. And I, so it's just like, I just figured it out. 
it's like most people, they, they ask too many questions. They, they have so many things in their mind, but it's like, just figure it out. And even if you make a mistake, you can change it quickly. Like, it's not like it's a financial thing. It's literally just looking it up. Like I literally looked it up. I, I figured out how to use the platform in a day. I figured out how to trade options in a day. And then I figured out a strategy to trade the money that I have in a day. That's why it took four days. It took me four days, one day to go through the course, one day to set up my account and stuff and hit up my dad and have him make him account for me. Then um, researching the company that I wanted to pick and then just placing the trade. That's, that's really it. <laughs> that's, that's amazing, brother. That's amazing. I, you know, I love your story so much, man. There's so much to unpack here. Another thing I want to, I want to just kind of shed some light on. I don't want to glaze over it because I think it's important. I, we have a lot of young listeners listening as well. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of people in their twenties, 17, just like how, you know, the age you were when you got started, who are, who are stepping into real estate. But what, what I want to, what I want to spend some time on is, is your, like how you did what you did, man. I mean, you know, First off, I, I just want to say you, your parents are very supportive. That's amazing. That is a blessing, right? But the thing, though, is that you went to them and you asked them to help you, right? And I think that that is, um, in, in our community, that doesn't happen enough, right? And it still didn't really happen. Like, it was, like, supportive. And I didn't mean to cut you off, my bad. I was just saying, like, because my parents, like, my biological father, right? He wanted me to, you know, cause he was an entrepreneur. He wanted me to get into entrepreneurship, but my mom, my stepdad, they just, they wanted me more so to go to college. They wanted me to do the college route. Cause that's what they knew. And that's what they did. The only reason that they even, I was even gotten the course is because my, you know, my dad got me the course. My biological dad got me the course for me. They didn't, you know, it was just more so like I told them, I was like, I don't want shoes. I don't want clothes. I don't want anything. I don't want a video game. Don't give me any of that stuff. I just want this. This is all I want literally. And they, they, cause I wasn't going to accept any, they knew I wasn't going to accept anything else because of the place that I am, because of the mindset that I was. And they still, they wanted me to do it just because, but they still thought, Oh, well he's going to do this stuff, but he's also still going to go to college. And yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't want to so, go. <laughs> so, so, so it sounds like it, it sounds like the message that you got, that you were able to convey to your parents is that you are you are committed to this. Yeah. Right? Because I believe, you know, look, I'm I'm a father of two, right? And and so I understand it from, from both sides of the spectrum. I was also when I I was very young, 23 years old. You know, when I was 18, 17 years old, I wasn't, you know, I didn't want to do, my, my parents was also pushing school on me. I went to college the first time, dropped out. Like yep. it wasn't for me. Right. Um, but as also looking at it from, from the perspective of a parent, you know, you want the best for your children. Right. Yeah. And so, so what I'm getting from your, from your story here is that, that you were committed, like, 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 like you were able to, 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 to actually translate to your parents, like, Hey, you, you don't got to buy me none of this stuff. I don't care about nothing else. Just give me this. And, and what that tells me as a parent, if my kids ever tell me anything like that, like, I don't want nothing, I don't want nothing else, but this, I know they are committed to it and I'm going to, and I'm going to be supportive of it. Right. And so, yeah. So, um, I think that's a huge, huge, huge luck for all, the, uh, all of the young listeners who want to get into some sort of entrepreneurship, who want to get into um, starting a business, but they need help, right? They need help from either a parent or a guardian, a friend, and they need to be able to convey that they're serious because here's here, here, here's, here's the big um, challenge I see for many young people. And I had this challenge too when I was very young. 
And you and you actually touched on this, right? Yeah. When you were doing uh, real estate, you said, well, I'm 17, squeaky voice, you know, people don't believe me. <laughs> you know, when I when I go to somebody's house and 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 and, and I'm attempting to uh to, to wholesale their house and I'm telling them I can buy the house, they don't believe me, right? Yeah. People try to take advantage. And so what I'm getting at is you were able to convey that you were 100% committed and that you were serious, which created belief in your in, in your parents. You, you get what I'm saying? And that's what got them on board. And so I absolutely love that because I feel like there's something there for someone who's listening right now, who is young, who's ambitious, and they need support and they need a way to be able to like translate that and actually get the support and win the support over. So I absolutely love that, brother. Um, so, so, so tell me really quickly. So um, I know you're trading, you do a lot of trading, right? Yeah. Uh, aside from trading that you do in, in your business, um, you are also helping other people, and especially young people. You're, you're helping a lot of young people get started with this, right? And so yeah. talk about that. Talk about some of the things you're doing there. Yeah, so right now I am, my focus is literally just uh, creating more, not creating more me's, but creating people that are better than me, creating people that are, you know, younger than me or around my age that are like far succeeding me and stuff like that. Like I love, it was actually when I first started trading, um, I had only made, I think it was was at a time where I had, because I made the 2000 and then I literally started, my friend, uh, I had somebody reached out to me on Instagram asking to learn and I was like, you know what? Why not? And I told him how to do it. And I made, I had made, I just made 5,000 and he made six. Like he made 6,000 before I even made 6,000. Like I, I told him how to make fast money faster than me. And I was like, dang. And it's like, it's kind of like thing of like, dang, that sucks. But then it's like, dang, that's awesome. Like, it's like, it was this weird place, but it's like, um, I just started, you know, teaching it. I just loved it. Cause it was like, I loved putting people on. I love like, you know, that one person at school is just like, you putting, you putting everybody on like, Oh, you got to listen to this song or you got to listen to this. It's like Mr. Being Mr. Put you on was like the best feeling for me. It's like, because you could say, Oh, I don't know if it was, a, I think it was a partially ego thing, but it's also partially like a thing of just, I, I like genuinely helping people. I like genuinely seeing people win, especially around my age. Like it's because it inspires me. Because if like, it's one thing if you're helping, like it's, I get, I love helping adults, but I love helping kids more because one, first off, I'm helping you learn something that now you can take over to somewhere else. And also we're going to be growing together anyway, because when you get to this mindset and you have the mindset that I have, it's like, you just start like, it's almost like you're in a, it's weird. It's like, and it sounds so weird. It's like, you're in a whole place on your own. If you feel so isolated and you feel by yourself, but as I'm teaching this stuff to other people, it's like, I'm building a community outside of it. So now not only are we just trading, but we're also doing other things. I got friends that do real estate. I got friends that got e-learning companies. I got friends that, you know, also do business acquisition with me. I got friends that do credit. It's like, I have a collection of friends, but it's like all I'm just focused on adding value to other people. And it's just a mindset shift, you know, that kind of has to happen. And most kids can't really do it. Well, not can't, I won't say can't. It's very difficult for, it's most it's difficult for everybody to like get to that mindset where you can just kind of just, all right, now I'm focused on this or now I want to pursue this because it requires you to be, it requires you. And going back to what I was talking about with my parents, they weren't totally sold on me just doing options like full-time, like just being, doing an entrepreneurship full-time. They weren't sold on it. I had to, and I was actually upset with them because I was like, why aren't you teaching me about taxes? Why aren't you teaching me about getting a mortgage? Why aren't you teaching me about uh, like the economy? Why aren't you teaching me about all this stuff? Like, and they were like, bro, 
most kids at your age don't ask for that. They don't care. Like they, and I'm like, we should. And then that's when my uh, shifts happen where I just said, cause, and this is another thing too. If you're stubborn as a child, you have such an advantage to, to children that just behave. You, you have so much, you have, you have such an advantage because in entrepreneurship, you have to go against the grain. You have to turn, you have to go, you have to be able to say no. You have to be able to go against what the normalities are because you're literally becoming the 1%. And the 1% doesn't do what the 99% do. Because if everybody's doing the same thing and everybody's doing what they're supposed to, it's like, you're not really, you're not doing something that is outside of the normal and you're not going to get it. You can't do normal things and get an extraordinary outcome. You just can't. The reason I'm in this place now is because I'm willing to say no. I'm willing to turn certain things down. I'm willing to um, push the needle in different areas that I need to. Even with like, they was like, oh, you need to go to college. I'm like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to figure this thing out with options. When I had the situation with my friend um, that did, that did me wrong. I was like, the whole objective was I'm cause I'm pet. I was 17. I'm petty. I'm a child. I'm like, I'm right. I'm going to make a lot of money so I can rub it in your face. Literally. And that's actually what I did. I literally, I was at like eight, nine K I think, or something like that, that I had made in a couple months. And then I had bumped into her when I was at, um, it's called, and, and you'll see this too. It's called Tanger outlets. It's in Maryland. I bumped into there and I was like, Hey, and I was thinking about it. I was literally sitting there like, all right, am I going to be petty and walk up to her or am I just going to walk by? And I was like, I need to walk up to her. I need to see her face. And I literally told her everything that I was like, had going on. And it literally got, it got to a point where she was literally tearing up. Cause I told her, cause this is what I said. I said, I'm doing all this stuff right now. And I said, I just want to thank you because without you turning your back on me and without you um, doing me wrong, I would never be able to do what I'm doing right now. I would never have been able to make this much money. I would have never been put in this position where I'm locking in and focusing. Thank you. And I said, thank you. And after I said that, she started tearing up and stuff like that. And I was like, Oh my God, I got so excited. And it sounds so messed up, but it's like, that's, I mean, that's just real. Like, cause in that, the place that I was doing it from was a place of revenge. Like the best revenge is massive success. That's, that's just my belief. Like turning all that, because if you don't use your emotion, it's going to use you, right? Yes. That's we have, the reason we have suicide. The reason we have all these different things going on where we have depression, all these things it's because these kids and these people and these adults are letting their emotion use them. I'm like, screw that. I'm just going to use all this and do something good with it. Even if it comes off a certain way, even if people don't understand, it doesn't like, it doesn't matter. It's like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do something productive with with however I feel, no matter if I feel good or if I feel bad, I'm going to still use it because I have control over that. There's some people, people keep trying to control stuff that they have no control over, but they going to it's, it doesn't help them in the end. <laughs> oh, bro. That is fire, bro. That is amazing. Use your emotions or emotions will use you. And, uh, and I just want to say like the way you handle that with your friends that is like, that is called being an adult. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's yeah. called mature. All right. Like thanking someone. See, it's easy for, for, for us as human beings, man, because of how we are programmed from society yeah. to, to want to seek revenge and do it in an angry kind of way. Right. You took that energy and you created success out of it. And then when you had an opportunity, opportunity to actually meet and see the person again you told them thank you you gave you showed gratitude bro like 
Do you know how many people would have just been rubbing it in their face like I told you so? <laughs> Instead, you said thank you. And so that that just goes to show that everything that happens to us, it doesn't happen to us, it happens for us. Yeah. Right. And um, and in a way, and in a way, I, I could tell you got an anointing on you, bro. You got an anointing on you. You're gonna do some amazing things. You're just getting started. You're 20 years old, bro. 20, well, 20 and a half years old. Okay. You're just getting started. What you're gonna be doing in this world, I can tell, man, it's gonna be absolutely extraordinary. And, and 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 God is preparing you for that, man. And so I, I'm going to be watching you as you go through this journey and seeing where you're going to be at and what the things you're going to be doing. And I'm very supportive of, all, of everything that you're doing because you're focusing in on, on the young people. Our future is on your shoulders, right? The leaders of today are not going to be here to see you. They're not going to be here to see me when when we are at our prime, right? Your fifties, yep. your forties. When you're at your prime, when you're really truly dominating life, you are going to be doing something that is like just impacting on a on, on a very large scale, right? And so, everything that you do, helping other young people shift their mindset, helping other young people, uh, you know, become entrepreneurs, be successful. Whether that's through trading, you know, whether it's through real estate. I mean, we, there's a there's a million different things we can do in the entrepreneurship, which is why I love entrepreneurship. Yeah. However, our ability to help the young people get their mind right at an early age is what's going to determine how things are going to end up for us as a society later on, bro. So I love the fact that 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 you that you came to a point in your life very early where you realize, you know what, this is working for me. But I can also help the, help the next person, and I love helping the next person. So, uh, real quick, um, is this has been an absolute amazing conversation? But I, I actually would I would love to keep this conversation going. I, I want to know more. I want I got more questions and everything like that. But I want to be respectful of your time because I know you got you probably got more trades to do right now. Oh no, I'm done for today. Yeah, it's three. I'm market close at four. I'm done. Yeah, so you can we good. <laughs> it's up to I, you. <laughs> I, I got I got to chuckle at that because trading is trading is one of those things where you could where you uh if you want to work just two two hours a day three hours a day make your money for the week you can right and so um, I love that I love that uh, so how can how can people get in contact with you if somebody wanted to learn how to start trading right yeah. um, and they wanted to reach out to you do, you do you have anything available do you have like a, a course do you have like a book or anything like that that people can tap into with you. Yeah. So I actually, I literally just made an um, update to the course that I have right now. And the course basically teaches, you know, how to trade options, obviously. It gives you my strategy that I use right now. Um, the one thing I do like, because again, I like giving analogies and stuff like that. So every step of the way, I always give an analogy, connecting it to something that you understand, which actually speeds up the process of people learning because people like typically take forever to learn something, especially when it comes to this. And I like to shorten it as much as possible. And I also teach people actually how to get um, funding to actually start trading too, because most people, they don't have a lot of money and trading requires capital. So I literally show people how to get funding and how to use it properly and manage their risk in my course as well. But if you, uh, even if you don't, if you don't have the money for the course, that's actually fine. Cause I actually host, um, I literally host free, uh, classes where I teach this stuff every single week anyway. So again, if you want to tap in with me again, every single class that I do is free. Um, and I also do it. Uh, you can reach out to me on CEO, Sean, uh, on Instagram, TikTok, on Facebook, on everything, pretty much. So CEO, A-S-H-O-N on all platforms. Awesome. 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 And, and, uh, I'll be sure to include that in the description in the video below for all of my people who are watching this on YouTube and everyone who's watching this on uh, or who's listening to this 
on the podcast, definitely tap in with my man, Ashan. He's actually crushing it, 20 years old, young, and he is a boss. That's why he, that's why his name starts with CEO in the front of it, because that's what you are, brother. You are a young king, and uh, there's a lot of amazing things I can tell that, that are going to happen for you, man. Is you're just getting started, bro. So tap in with him. Go to CEO Ashan on Instagram. Tap in with him. Check him out. And, uh, and yeah. This has definitely been an amazing time, my brother. And, and, and of course, if you want to learn how to get started with real estate, uh, you already know where to go. You can go to SOWcontent.com for that. And we can, and I can help you get started with real estate. Now I do want to, I do want to say one last thing to you, brother. This is just going back to your, to your story. Since, since you got started with real estate hosting in the beginning, um, you were 17 back then. Now you're 20, right? If you ever want to, to, to go back through that, um, if you ever want to do it again, Right. This is just this is between me and you here, right? Yeah. Can this between me and you, all right. If you ever want to go through this again, man, I got your back, bro. If you want to do a deal, let me help you with it. Because uh, I mean you you have you have an aspiration to get into real estate and be and, be, and invest anyway. So if that's something you want you ever want to explore, let me know, brother. I got you. Bet, let's get it. <laughs> right, brother, listen, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for blessing the people on this amazing podcast. <laughs> this is my boy, uh, CEO of Sean Bennett. And until next time, I'm Luke Madez, and I'll see y'all later. Au revoir. All right, y'all. Let's wholesale real estate. We're going to wholesale real estate. If you want to wholesale real estate, then you are in the right place. Thank you for listening to School of Wholesale with your host, Luke Madez. If you want more information, subscribe to this podcast as well as follow on Instagram at Luke Madeus. L-U-C-M-A-D-E-U-S. And if you have any questions, send me an email at flippinglegendary at gmail.com. That is flippinglegendary at gmail.com. Let's wholesale real estate. We're going to wholesale real estate.